0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is
2: Friday, October 23rd, 2020, season 16, episode number 50. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's a freaky Friday, so we're going to figure out what's going to go on this Sunday. Cowboys will face the Washington football team in Washington at noon. Uh, Nick, you are making that trip to Washington. Um, Good luck with that. And we'll it's be back be here. Fun. I know. That's gonna we'll be, be fun. We'll be back. This is one of the ones I'm not really like, oh man, I really wish I was going because going to that stadium is just not we get, yeah. And we get it's in not great.
3: we get in really late. Uh you know, normally you get in about five o'clock, five thirty, regardless of what time it is, five thirty. It's getting in a lot later than that, like seven thirty. Oh wow. You just gotta turn around and well it ain't like you're going out no <laughs> you're like you gotta anything. be in your
2: room and get some food and call it a night, right? Yep.
3: Yeah. I almost named the hotel we we're going Enjoy to, but food. that's probably not good. Enjoy the food. It's the only place, (laughs) you know, who knows what the food's going to be, but the press box is the only place where I've seen media go, I'm just going downstairs to get
2: food. Like, literally, media will go and buy food at the concession stand rather than eat what they have in the press box for free. That tells you a lot about the food that's offered in the press box for free. I mean,
3: Dave, worst stadium in the league? Dave? Dave? I you know what he I don't hear him right now, but I bet he's gonna be like yes, by far. Oh, we lost Dave. Um Well it's a good start. But I, I will answer the question. Yeah. Yes, best worst stadium in the league by far, not even For close. lots of reasons. For lots of reasons. Not not even close. But it's, who it's knows? Right. I don't even I do not I don't I don't know where I'll be. Who knows? But it should it should be interesting. I mean this is gonna you know, the Cowboys play well here. I mean nine out of the last twelve they've won. But with probably a lot more to do with the team than the well, they're facing than the but, yeah. stadium. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, is that they play well there. Oh, I gotcha. mean, okay. and it doesn't not always with the team. I mean, this we've seen bad football teams go in here with Matt Castles a starter, and they turn it around and they win. So, you know, it's always been a game where the records don't matter as, as much. And this time, you know, both teams are struggling, if you will, struggling. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. Let's talk a little bit about this roster.
2: I have a few different topics we need to hit there. Let's get some injury updates. Let's start first uh, with Zach Martin. What are we hearing about Zach Martin? Well, I guess it's going
3: to be me here since Dave's out. I think uh, Zach Martin has. It's going to be a game time decision, but it doesn't look like it's. It's. uh, It looks like there's a better chance that he doesn't play in this game. Um, He hasn't practiced so far this week. They don't do a lot today. They'll do some stuff tomorrow. I think he goes on the trip to Washington, but I don't. If I had to guess right now, I don't think he will play. In this game, so.
2: What about Alden Smith? He had an injury last weekend, mm-hmm. has been practicing limited on a limited basis this week. What are we thinking about him for this weekend? I
3: think he's got a, a much better chance to play. It seems like he will be. Uh, I mean, he's not only going on the trip, but it looks like he is going to play uh, in, in the game. Uh, Mike McCarthy said said as much that he, he thinks that he expects him to be out there.
2: Talk to me about Sean Lee and <laughs> Cheeto Uh Both guys are guys that have been on IR they're eligible to return at whatever point the team yeah. deems them ready. They've started that process. Where are they right now in their recovery and return?
3: They, I don't see them there for this game. Uh, Dave and Amber might have different thoughts there, but I mean, I think. Can from, I? From, am from, I? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Sean Lee Cheeto.
4: Hey, uh, Sean Lee Cheeto. No, that's not. That's not happening. Um, they are practicing. It's good to see them out there. Don't look for them on Sunday. Um, don't look for Zach Martin on Sunday. I think you already said that. Um, and Randy Gregory is worthy of being on the 48. That's a direct quote from Mike McCarthy.
2: So, Amber, what do you expect Randy Gregory's role to be this weekend? What are you expecting to see from him?
5: Well, I would assume it's kind of similar to what we've seen from him in past years where they don't necessarily put him out there the whole time. They just kind of ease him in, give him some reps, game day reps. So... Um, I wouldn't be expecting too much, but but at least seeing him on the field and getting him back onto that. Because we know how different a real game is compared to practice. So I would expect them to just kind of ease him in. But I'm super, I'm really excited to see what happens. I know that we all, none of us expected Alden Smith to do what he has been capable of doing. And I know we've seen this from Randy Gregory in the past, but I am expi- uh, excited to see if he can bring something similar, something fresh, some extra energy to the defensive line. So we'll see what what all he does.
2: Dave, I want you to take me back. Uh, I want you to take the fans that are listening right now, take them back to the time when Randy Gregory was playing for this team and give me a scouting report on the type of player that he was. Good and bad.
4: I mean, I think, I think, fortunately it'll probably be pretty similar uh, just because he was in a similar situation in 2018 he was coming off a lengthy absence because of suspension and they used him as a situational guy you know an obvious passing down guy uh i think he finished he finished that season with only like 25 tackles because he was you know they played him on a pitch count basically but he had six sacks and 25 pressures so when you put him in a situation where he can go get the passer he's pretty damn good at it for a guy that hasn't gotten to lay, play a lot of football. And then obviously, you know, the downside is uh, I guess you would call him a very undisciplined player because he was good for an offsides flag or two seemingly every single week. Um, but, man, he's he's fun to watch. Like, I think about that um, – I think it was against Tampa in 2018. He stripped uh, Jameis Winston in the pocket, and Jalen Smith recovered it and returned it for a touchdown. And it was kind of like this moment where you were like, "Wow, maybe the Cowboys were right about these guys." And two years later, <laughs> now you're questioning it again. But it was a really, it was a really fun moment at the time. Uh, that's probably that's the biggest Randy Gregory memory that I have. But I mean, for a guy like I said, you know, for as little football as he has actually played, he has shown. Some real potential if he can play a little bit more disciplined.
2: Yeah, Nick, I heard you this morning on uh, one hundred five point three, the fan. Uh, you were doing a hit there mm-hmm. and uh, talked about Randy Gregory and and some of your recollections of him and what kind of player he is. What are your thoughts with him coming back? What are you expecting to see from him? And and where do you think he'll be as far as you know the kind of play you can can
3: get out of him at this point in his career? You know, it's 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 hard to say. And I, of course, I mentioned there on that show that. I, I, I temper all, all the raving about what he looks like right. in practice because they still go up against the Cowboys offensive line. So how, how do we judge anything right now uh, with that? But if you know, if he looks quick and, and he's put on some weight, and, you know and, and it's been good weight looks like it you know he needed to bulk up some and so you know if he can be a player that can kind of help with the run game at times but also get around that edge just be better than what they have and that, that shouldn't be that hard I mean if he can just provide a little bit of a spark I think that that'll be something that, that this team has has been uh, missing for sure questions do you think he can do that with such a, a long layoff? Yes, I mean I can't say no with watching Alden Smith. I mean I just I know they're different people, different players, all that stuff. But you can't. I think Bucky said it too. I mean when you see Alden Smith, you can't say no. It's not possible. And I think they're not going to give him a huge role. I mean I, I he can't have a big role. Go in there on pass rushing downs, try to be disruptive. He can probably do that. And I did not remember that he was the one that made that tackle against. Jameis Winston. I mean, I remember Jalen Smith, but I, I didn't think I thought it was D-Law. I didn't think it was Gregory that made that.
2: So, Stephen Parker uh, safety was moved to the active roster. He's a guy that they've been kind of popping up on game, game days, mm-hmm. uh, but now he's on the active roster. Uh, was this a move because they expect him to play more at safety, or is he a special teams guy, or is this a situation where they just added a little more depth to their secondary? What do you think? Dave?
4: I mean, he was he's been in there playing safety the last couple of weeks. So I would imagine it almost, you know, it, it seems like they're doing this thing by committee because they don't have somebody that's good enough to just nail down the role. Like Xavier Woods is out there. And then depending on the snap, it seems like sometimes it's Darian Thompson. Sometimes it's Donovan Wilson. And I think they'll probably throw Stephen Parker in the mix as well. I know. They've been really impressed with what they've seen from him in practice. Um, I can't say that it, like he's jumped off the tape to me watching the games, but again, it, it's like safety by committee. Like If you don't have one guy that can do it, you might as well just throw numbers at it, right?
2: Right. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to take our first break uh, a little bit early. We're going to come back. And we're going to dive into the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. I have some questions for you guys about both the offense and the defense and how we think they're going to perform this week. We'll do that. We'll actually have some talk in the third segment about the NFC East, an interesting game last night between the Eagles and the Giants. We'll talk about that a little bit, uh, and we'll get our predictions for the week. We'll do that all when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
3: To the break. Are you craving AT&T Stadium's famous Cowboys cheesesteak, nachos, or yeah. Cowboy Rita? Yeah. Okay, well, Derek, when you're watching the Cowboys at home or at the office, bring your favorite stadium huh. fare to you. Price your online order for pickup or local delivery every week this season. Check out the menu at ATTstadium.com/slash at home. Interesting. Did, y'all gonna do that this week? Maybe Get those that cowboy readers. Something
2: we ought to consider. Now nah, I don't know about the cowboy readers. You know, Amber gets a little wild when she starts drinking, so I don't know about that. We got work to do. What about nachos? <laughs> nachos. I could go for some nacho. What'd you say, nacho?
5: Because I'm Hispanic, Nick. <laughs>
3: Wow. That was not what you was saying, I don't think. I, I hope not. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> See, that's mm. the problem. She can't hear. You're the one that said that. Clarify yourself.
2: No, I was talking about the the, the cowboy reader. Was that what she was getting at? I guess.
5: <laughs> no, I just heard Nick say nachos. Oh, so. okay. This See, part, that's what I
2: thought. It's part of the read. <laughs> All right, let's jump back in. Let's get back on track. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Stars, the second segment of the break. Let's talk about the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. that happens this Sunday at noon in Washington. Uh, My first question for you guys, Washington uh, Washington has the third worst scoring offense. Dallas has the worst scoring defense. Which one will be better this weekend, Washington's offense or Dallas's defense? Let's start with you, Amber. Mm
5: -hmm. I would like to think that the defense is able to start – doing something better than the previous games but based on just everything that has happened this season I mean there's no way that I can sit here and say oh yeah they're gonna stop Washington regardless of them not having a great offense like we we've seen it happen I mean they have not really been able to stop anyone I really thought that was gonna be the case with the Giants and the Giants ended up scoring over what was it 30 points I don't remember the the exact amount of numbers but um I just I, it's gonna be a tough game, but the Dallas, the Dallas defense is gonna end up allowing points, just like they've been allowing points all throughout the season.
3: Nick, I, you know I think that Leighton Vander Esch's return and and being back for this game, I think this is a type of game where you'll see him really be a part of the the defense. I, I think with a wide open threat with Arizona with Kyler Murray r- running, I think it's kind of tough to you know he's not he's not that. Quick of a linebacker, he's, he's he's aware, but but I mean, I think in a game like this, I think you'll see him uh, out there more, and I think that he'll, he'll you know that will help this defense. I think Randy Gregory will help some there off the edge, so they're getting some players back, and then they're, they're just not going to be facing guys that that should you know hurt them that bad. So, I think I think the defense has a better chance of, of stepping up. I think I think Washington's offense is what it is, Dave.
4: I don't trust this defense at all to do anything different than they have done. I mean, I, I agree with everything that they've said, but I mean, you still got Terry McLaurin and he can run really fast in a straight line, which is all that anybody has needed to do over the last month or so. Um, but I will say the one thing that gives me confidence is Kyle Allen is awful <laughs> in terms of like pocket presence and taking. Well, I mean, he's not very good anyway, but like he's awful in the pocket I saw a stat this morning. he's got the second worst EPA when it comes to strip sacks, only behind Daniel Jones, who you will remember, the Cowboys got a strip sack return uh, you know and return it for a touchdown against him. So if they can get to Kyle Allen, then they should be able to, you know make make some hay there. Obviously they've got to do that. They haven't been consistent, but I would like to think that they can turn his bad pocket presence into a short field or two, which would go a long way. Uh, to help in this offense.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying, and I I thought it was interesting that up until Dave, nobody mentioned Kyle Allen because that to me is the the interesting part. Like You look at all these teams the Cowboys have played, he is by far, in my opinion, the worst quarterback that they've played to this point. Now, I know that's also that. That's the death nail for the Cowboys defense. Like as soon as we start throwing out those kinds of sure. uh, edicts, that's when they just get completely roasted, and everybody's like Kyle Allen's ready, ready for the Pro Bowl. But my point is, I think this is the the this will be the quarterback that is probably least proficient of all the guys they've played so far. And I think because of that, I don't have a lot of faith in the defense right now. The Cowboys defense. What I do have some faith in is in the fact that. Kyle Allen hasn't played very well. And because he hasn't played well, I don't think he gets going this week. I agree with you, Dave, on McLaurin. I think McLaurin is the one guy you got to be really concerned about. And and so I think they'll get some plays. He'll get some plays out of this defense. I just don't think it'll be enough. I think when you look at the two, I think the Cowboys' defense will be better. All right, let's move on to the second question. Nick, you mentioned a little while ago. But, Derek. Uh Uh-huh, go ahead.
5: One thing we know is that the Cowboys' defense, they can make someone bad look good. So th- there's that. I mean, it, it, it's to the point where it doesn't even necessarily matter who the opponent is. It's now up to, it, it's just all on the Cowboys at this point. It's all, it's all up to them. Like it's up to them to be able to start changing this whole narrative because right now, like I can care less who the opponent is. It doesn't matter if they're at the bottom of the list. The Cowboys still will make mistakes and end up making them look good.
2: I I agree with all of that. What I'm saying though is when you look at this Washington offense, this there is not really a good comparison of a team that they play. I know we think that the the Giants are bad. To me the Giants are light years ahead offensively than what Washington is. If you watch offense their offense, they just are not I mean they're they're really really bad. So you're right. There there's bad versus bad. My question then becomes Which one is worse? And I think in this instance, this may be the one (laughs) offense in the league that the Dallas defense may be better than. But we'll all see. And and you're right, Amber. I I do think what we've known and what we've seen over time is that sometimes you, you you look at these kind of matchups and you're like, well, certainly the Cowboys get it going here. And for whatever reason, it doesn't get going. So there's a real possibility that happens. Let's move on to that second question. Nick, you mentioned about Leighton Vanderesh playing last week. I want to take you guys back to last week. And I'd like you guys to tell me how you thought he played and how much of a difference do you
3: think he made in this defense, particularly last week against the Arizona Cardinals. Nick, let's start with you. You know, I was just looking at his snaps right now. He played 50% of the snaps, 51%. So, that you know, it wasn't a lot. Um, and, and that might be by design, I, I would think. You know, you want to see how he comes out of this game. I, I thought he played... Okay, I, I didn't I didn't notice him a lot. Obviously, he's only playing out there half the time. But uh, I do think again. I think a game like this, he will play more. It'll be you know the, they'll run the ball more. It'll be kind of in the trenches a little bit. And I think this game suits him uh, better. And and I think you'll you'll see. Oh, Layton Layton's back for this game. Dave.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. I'll I'll just say I didn't really notice him. He played 50 percent of the snaps. I think he had three tackles. Uh, that's to be expected. I mean, not only has he been off for a month, but again, no off season. He was out for most of last year. I've, I would imagine it's going to take him some time. Um, we talked about the play that Darius Butler broke down mm-hmm. the um, the pop pass to, to uh, who was it? Kirk or yeah. or uh, whatever. Yeah, one Kirk. that Anthony Brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you go back you and watch, an if inzo. you go back and watch that. Yeah, if you go back and watch that play, Anthony Brown, why are you still in the end zone? Jalen Smith, what are you looking at? Right. Leighton Vander Esch diagnoses the play beautifully. He mm-hmm. just happens to be on the wrong side of the formation. So that was really encouraging to think that you know his instincts are still with him. And yeah, I would imagine he'll continue to improve as he goes along. And playing a bad offense should only help with that.
2: Amber.
5: You know what one thing that I did notice is is his energy. I mean, he out of the whole defense, I mean, he was a player that he, he was noticeably more energized than everyone else on defense and I'm sure that's a product of a competitor sitting watching the game from afar, seeing the way that his defense is playing and him not being able to help out. So I'm sure that, that that has something to do with, okay, now he's ready to go in there on the field and do something. So the one positive thing, and I'm sure it's going to get better this weekend, but that's that's something that was good to see, just a player in there with some energy, bringing some extra little spark into that very dull defense.
2: <laughs> One of the things I noticed—that's <laughs> funny. One of the things I noticed about him was there were a few plays that he came very close to making that he didn't end up making, and obviously that's not good enough for a guy like him. We expect better. But like you said, Dave, I think the the thing about that is in most of those instances, the reason why he was even close is because you could see he recognized what was going on early. He just didn't have the whatever it was to get there to make the play. Part of that, it's specifically on plays where he was trying to chase down. Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray. Like it, it, He's a different level of speed and quickness that that sometimes can make even the best defensive players look foolish. But that all being said, I actually like the fact that he did look like he recognized what was going on. It's one of my biggest critiques of, of Jalen Smith over the first six weeks of this season is that he doesn't always seem to recognize what's happening quick enough and then be able to react quick enough. I think we were seeing those things from Layton. Now he's got to get himself back into the right kind of shape, and I think he'll make plays for this defense. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Last week, Justin Hamilton and Neville Gallimore played uh, more against Arizona. Um, how did they play? And are you ready to play them more than Don Terry Poe at this point? At this point, who I think we all agree has been a disappointment. Let's start first with you, Dave.
4: Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Justin Hamilton is kind of. He was a little bit of a Twitter star I guess if you're like looking for a positive that came out of that game it just looked like he was active it looked like he wasn't getting blown off the line of scrimmage uh you know he's not Aaron Donald or or even half of that or you know or Snacks Harrison at his peak like he's not he's not an all pro nose tackle but it just seemed like you were getting better push and you know, I hate, I mean, better, better pursuit, all of that stuff, better athleticism. I mean, we, we all agree. Poe has been a liability for this defense. I, I don't know how hard it is to upgrade what you've gotten out of that over the last four or five weeks.
2: Amber.
5: I, I, I'll I be honest. It's not like I sit there and absolutely like focus on the, the tackle position during the whole game. So I did have to pull out the the stats for this one. And, and I know, we all know that Dontari Poe has not nearly be doing, been doing enough at all. But based on the stats, in six games, Dontari Poe has been able to accumulate a total of uh, seven tackles. And then you look at Justin Hamilton, in just this one game, he got a combine of three tackles. So nearly on stats... I'm going to go with absolutely get Dontari Poe out of there, put Justin Hamilton, let him do some more things. I mean, look, he's almost caught up to Dontari Poe's stats in just one game versus six games that he has played. So, yes, put him in there. They do need a change because it hasn't been working.
3: All fair. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) typically stats for your defensive tackles shouldn't – they don't matter as much typically because you want them to just be there Clog up the middle; other guys make plays. But over the course of, like she said, six games, I mean, you you could you would imagine you get a few, you get in there, and that's the thing. He's not clogging up the middle, Poe. I mean, he, he's never going to win any foot race or anything like that. We we understand that, but that's not his job. His job is to be in there, take these double team blocks, and let other guys you know free them up. And that certainly isn't happening. So if they're, they're, what's the benefit there? I mean, there hasn't been any benefit for him and so yeah I mean anybody's got to be better Hamilton's hu- hungry ready to go he he looked active I think he he'll be better in this in this game as well
2: Yeah I'll tell you the stat that matters for defensive tackles rush yards against and we've seen this rush defense yeah. be horrible and a lot of that uh, a ton of that has to do with the fact that up the middle he gets washed out and moved out of the way and on the outside he is not doing anything to help his linebackers out. They are regularly getting a, an offensive lineman on them before they even get into the play, and they aren't able to get off those blocks a lot of times. So I, I think both ways you have to look at the defensive tackle and say, especially a one technique, and say you're not doing your job if you're getting just run on like that. Right. What are you laughing about?
3: <laughs> Uh, just an inside joke I'll tell you at the break. Oh, gosh. I, I got a good stat for you, though, with Poe. <laughs> <All laughs> Can't right. wait for that.
2: All right, um, let's go to the next question. Next question, Dallas, uh, or can Dallas slow down Washington's pass
3: rush? And if so, how? Let's start with you, Nick. Oh, man. Um, I mean, you got to get the ball out quick. You would love for the Cowboys to be a good screen team. And I don't know. They're not Terrible. They're not terrible at it, but they're not, they're not like they're not great. You know, at they're it. not great at it. Yeah. But this is the type of game where you would you would want them to be to be great. But the the problem is is the the red team doesn't blitz as much um, <laughs> like like the Cardinals did. Yep. You know the real red team like they blitz all the time. And so you know it's this team just rushes with four. So their linebackers are in position for screens and stuff like that. You got to get the ball out to your receivers slants. Uh, bubble screens, they're gonna have to go and make plays and make, make you know, uh get the ball in their hands, break tackles. That's one way to do it. The running backs out of the backfield and I think this is gotta be a huge game for Dalton Schultz. He's gonna have to work those linebackers, work the middle of the field, and you know, just you gotta get the ball out quick. But those those guys have to be ready to, to catch the ball. Dave.
4: I've already made it very clear how scared I am of this pass rush, but if you're looking for optimism, don't forget they really padded their stats against Philly in that season opener. They sacked Carson Wentz eight times mm-hmm. that day. So they have half of their total from one game. The last three weeks, they got, to, uh, they got to Daniel Jones once. They got to Jared Goff once. They got to Lamar Jackson once. So, yes, they're very good. Clearly, you can mitigate that if you're about your business. Now, I mean, Baltimore has an amazing offensive line. That's really not yeah. fair. But the Giants, the Giants don't. Uh, and, and we know firsthand from watching the Rams that they're just great at getting the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. Like, that's one of the keys to their success. So, it can be done. Uh I don't know how much I trust the Cowboys to do it because they, they are not as creative. Uh, You know, they'll, they'll run running back screens, but like you don't see the tunnel screens and the jet motion, the stuff that the Rams do with Robert Woods. We haven't seen that from them. No. Um, you know, maybe they dusted off this week. I kind of doubt it. So it's on, it's on the offensive line to play really well, but I mean, at the very least they need to design, you know, short drops and quick throws for Andy Dalton. Um, I think it's possible, but I don't trust them to be as successful as some other more creative offenses.
3: Nick, do you have something? Yeah, I was just going to say about that, um, that, you know, Dave, you're right. They, they don't – they're not creative like that, uh, except for two-point conversions. It seems like in the two-point conversions <laughs> we see some, like, cool plays yeah, with Amari yeah. Cooper flipping around and Yeah, maybe like that. do that. I mean – there's a lot second and five. Yeah, there's a lot of third and two, third and three situations. So you know, you don't have to be right down there to do some. You know, let's have some fun.
2: Yeah. The the other thing I throw out too, Dave, and and you mentioned this about the about what you see from the Rams, it was I think against the Giants where you saw the Cowboys run a lot of boots. Um, they were just doing some different things that were kind of these misdirections. I, I, I Combine what Dave said and what Nick said. Nick, you were talking about Dalton Schultz. In that game, one of the things they were doing, they were going on those boots, and they'd have either a tight end or they'd have another receiver coming from the opposite side of the field going on a drag across the field, and it would create these these interesting little plays for you because the defense starts flowing one way because the handoff looks like it's going one way and then the quarterback boots around, and he's got room, he's got time, he can make a throw. So... I, I want to see some of that. That's what. That's the kind of stuff you see from the Rams all the time mm-hmm. is that, that misdirection. They show you one thing, they get you flowing one way, and then they go back the opposite way. I think the Cowboys can do it. We saw it in the Giants game. question is, can they do it with Andy Dalton? And can they be consistent with it enough to where they keep this defense off balance? If you can get this defense off balance, then I think that front four has to pause just a bit. You slow them down just enough. That helps your offensive line, and maybe that means the Cowboys can have a chance of being able to complete some passes. All right, here's my final question on uh Washington versus Dallas.
5: Can I can I ask a question? Sure, absolutely. Always going back to that, let's say let's say they they do go into the game, start off the game with like creative plays like that offensively. Kellen Moore has this nice little plan, game plan. But then we see that's not necessarily working. It's just not (laughs) <laughs> falling. I mean, at that point in the game, let's say, what, second quarter, are you wanting the Cowboys to kind of keep pushing that? Or do you at that point decide, okay, let's just take it back, let's just try to play more conservative? Because, I mean, one of the things that we heard even last week going into the previous game with Andy Dalton, would the Cowboys be playing some more conservative football based on the fact that they have Andy Dalton, a quarterback, and not Dak Pres- Prescott?
2: Well, let's be clear. I,
5: we'll it, see.
4: Good,
2: Dave. Good, Dave.
4: I, I mean, I'm not asking them to be like crazy aggressive. Right. Like, if you go, if you go watch some of the stuff that the Rams did to the Cowboys, like it's, it's really simple stuff. Just, you know, boot, bootlegs that get Goff moving out of the pocket or get, you know, I don't understand why the Cowboys don't like jet motion. Like, just, I mean, the, what Christian Kirk did the uh-huh. other night. Like, give the ball to the wide receiver moving across the formation. Um, these are. These are basic things that most football teams do. Like, I'm not asking them to pull out Nick's flea flicker in this game. I think that would be a terrible idea. Why? So, I don't want them to be – because Dalton will get murdered.
3: Maybe. Rest I mean, in peace. If, if, I don't – But everyone's trying to get Zeke. Everyone's bottled they? up on Zeke, and then he's going to pitch it back.
2: But when you're running without anybody I'm, getting in your way, then you can kind of get both of them, right? I just – that's – that I, I don't like that either, Dave. I'm with you. Go ahead. Watch him run it.
4: I don't want him to get crazy (laughs) aggressive. I just want him to be more creative in how they get the ball out of Andy's hands.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. This was not about getting crazy. This is about just misdirection show things a lot of play action and by the way in order to get play action to work well you got to run the ball well so i think they have to give a healthy dose of running the ball and and show that they're committed to running the ball even if it doesn't work as well early on mm-hmm. you got to show that you're committed to running the ball and that means that if you go three and out because you're running a little bit more that's okay you got to punt it, but I, I just think in a game like this, you got to show them that you're committed to the run. That'll help you uh, create those play action opportunities and, and maybe help your boots and that kind of thing. Because teams have to start really, really paying attention I'm, to the run.
3: I'm really uh, interested to see if they get in third and short or even down on the goal line. I think you've got to go back to the Antoine Woods package. And we didn't see it last week or mm-hmm. even the last couple of weeks. But I think it's, it's important because that offensive line is not when – when you go big on big, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. And hopefully they're not stubborn enough to think, we'll just run them over because <laughs> they won't. You've got to get some big bigger guys in there. And I think you know Antoine can certainly help with that. Maybe I- Poe. We're going
2: to take our final break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about the NFC East, where the Cowboys stand right now in the NFC East and where those other teams stand and what we think is going to happen. And uh, the big question, who do we think is the team to beat in the NFC East? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Since
0: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys, and your favorite football team.
4: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Back to the break.
3: All right. Monster Jam returns to AT&T Stadium October 24th and 25th. This Adrenaline Charge family entertainment features some of the most famous trucks in the world with world-class drivers who push these perfectly engineered vehicles to their limits in a freestyle, two-wheel skills, and racing competitions. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. Monster Jam. Monster Jam. Monster Jam.
2: All right. Welcome back to the final <laughs> segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, I want to take a little time here in the final segment to talk a little bit about the NFC East. Uh, this division is not very good. They have uh, one win against a team that has – oh, no, I'm sorry. They don't have a win against a team that has a winning record. The closest is San Francisco, who is now 3-3. Three and three. So they're 500 at least. They did get a – I think it was the – was it the Eagles that beat the 49ers? Mm-hmm. Three. So, so there's one, one win against a team that's 500. All the rest of the wins have come against teams with losing records. Majority of the wins have come against each other, basically. Yeah. So this is a team that is not – this is a division that's not doing very well against the rest of the NFL. Uh, but they got to send somebody to the playoffs. And so the question for you guys is, based on what you've seen through six weeks, who is the favorite in this division to go to the playoffs? Let's start first with you, Amber. You have that look like you have something burning to say.
5: Because I uh, I will never, ever, ever pick the Eagles for anything at all. <laughs> I cannot stand the Eagles. But I got to be fair and, and say that I do think that looking at all the games so far, the Eagles are, are starting to turn it around a little bit. I mean, they have had some competitive games. So it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And, and the worst part is that, it's all so situational football, like so situational moments where if they couldn't clean up, if everyone in the NS well, between the Eagles and the Cowboys, if they can start cleaning up, their game a little bit more and and stop making so many little mistakes I mean they can start really turning this whole season around and making the NFC East look a little bit better than what they've been looking like so far but it's it's pretty close between the Eagles and the Cowboys right now I, I I have seen more competitiveness from the Eagles though
2: Dave
4: I, I mean, I, I think it's the Eagles absolutely. That's not to say the Cowboys don't have a chance, but I'm just tired of not I'm tired of not seeing this team make any progress. Like Mike McCarthy said earlier this week, like we're not a better team in week six than we were in week one. I mean, and it's been six weeks. It's been almost half the season. We have not seen them fix. Any of the things that are contribute to their losing ways. Then you look at the Eagles, which I mean, you know, they've they've been much more competitive. You know, they they haven't beaten anybody impressive, but neither have the Cowboys. Um, and their injuries, they have a lot of them as well. But their injuries seem like they're, like they're going to get some of these guys back. They're going to get Miles Sanders back. They're going to get Zach Ertz back. Um, Jalen Rager will be back eventually. Lane Johnson, hopefully, they'll give him a chance to get healthy most of the Cowboys' key injuries aren't coming back. Like, you're not getting Tyron and Lyle. You're not getting Dak Prescott back. So I think the Eagles have a much better chance to round into form over the next five to six weeks than the Cowboys do. Um, And until I see some notable progress from the Cowboys and just playing cleaner football, it's hard for me to think that they're just going to magically turn it on, especially knowing that so many of their best players are done for the year.
3: I mean, first of all, let me apologize to Carson Wentz because I said Andy Dalton might be the best quarterback in the, in the division. He's not. And Carson Wentz is a much better quarterback. Hey, that's, you that's just, just
2: killed my next question. Well, I'm Go sorry.
3: Ahead, I'm sorry. But but yeah, that, <laughs> hey, that doesn't mean that, that your next question might be who's the best quarterback in the division. Whatever. I'm just saying Carson Wentz is better than Andy Dalton. Okay, so we know two we'll One of the other two. A great are throw to win the game. Uh, anytime you're throwing to a 5-5 running back, you have to drop it in there. He did a nice job with that. But Evan Ingram catches the ball and, and they lose. And then I don't think Dave, everything Dave just said, I don't think he even says all of that. If they lose that game to the Giants, because this shows just how bad they really are. Now they are going to get healthier. I agree with that, and I think the Eagles are the team to beat over there because they they seem to figure it out. They have a better quarterback, and they're going to get healthier than the Cowboys. I yep. do agree with that. But they they are not good. They're not good at all. Anybody can beat them. Oh,
4: don't yeah. don't get me wrong. I don't think they're good. Yeah,
3: but they don't have to be good to win. Yeah, this division. You're, you're right. This whole like have nobody's beating the team. No, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the way they played Baltimore, you know, they went up there and f- fought with them and probably, you know, could have tied the game and all that stuff. You don't really see, I don't know. You, you say that about the Cowboys, but I mean they okay, well they they compete with Seattle too. So I mean, but it's just that you can't judge anything except for last week because nothing this is all, you know, that was all before Dak yep. got hurt. Now it's just what is this team? We still don't know what this team is. Well, that's that's the point I, I would make is, I think two weeks ago, we
2: thought, or at least I thought, this was a good to above-average offense and a bad defense, which made the team an average team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I figured they'd be a 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven type team. Mm-hmm. Since then, we've had one game to see Andy Dalton as a starter. And again, I'm not placing all the blame on Andy for what we saw last week, but what I know is... In the one game I saw him as the starter, this offense is a bad offense. This defense is a bad defense, which makes this a bad team. This is why I, right now I don't see any scenario where the Cowboys will be better than the Eagles by the end of the season unless – Somehow they can turn around what they're doing on offense, and maybe there is a possibility that Andy Dalton, you know, he's just starting to kind of getting some reps. He'll be better. He'll get sure. this offense able to 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 manage um, or or able to be able to move the ball even with this offensive line because you got to work around this offensive line. You're not going to get healthier there, uh, but maybe he gets to the point where he can move this offense in the same way that Dak was with the offensive line he has. But as of right now, I don't see any any reason to believe that the Eagles are not the team to beat based right. on what I've seen so far.
3: And they, the Cowboys have two teams on their schedule that you're like, that they're not going to win,
2: probably. Yeah, it's Eagles and – I'm sorry, not Steelers Eagles. And, uh, Steelers and, Steelers and, and Ravens. And Everyone
3: else – I mean, no one else on their schedule is like, you, there's no way right. they could win. Problem is, Philly's already played both of them. Yeah. Didn't beat them. Played them, played, played them, Baltimore played them really we Played well. them okay, yeah, yeah. but didn't beat them. But I mean, and the Eagles will probably play all of those teams the Cowboys have as well. So the, ske- the schedule, the injuries, all that, the quarterback, all that seems to point towards Philly. All right,
2: real quick, I want to get your your opinions on the best quarterback in the division. Nick, you've already said yeah. you think Andy Doll. I mean, I'm sorry, you think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the division. I assume, yeah. assuming you're not putting one of those other two guys ahead of him. So let's go to Amber and Dave. Let's start with you, Amber. Who do you think is the best quarterback in the division?
5: I have to judge based on just the games that I've been able to see uh, and and it's not much and probably not fair because Carson Wentz has had far more games than what we've seen from Andy Dalton this season but regardless of certain people making comments and saying okay well Andy Dalton actually played an okay game it wasn't that bad I saw it pretty bad. I did not like what I see, uh, what I saw. And maybe because my expectations were a lot higher, coming from a veteran guy. But the the way that I saw him play, it, it just did not inspire me anything. It, it, it just looked like a guy with no experience. Like I, I expected him to be more polished. But again, gotta be fair and say, okay, well, he hasn't had the the first team reps uh, as he would when he wasn't a, a starter, you know? So at this point, I would agree with Nick. I would go with Carson.
2: Dave.
4: I don't want to pat myself on the back, but, like, you can go find audio of me before the Cardinals game saying, everybody, let's calm down. I know Carson Wentz has had a rough month, but he's still a pretty darn good player. And and he is. I mean, he's he's had a lot of problems. Obviously, the injuries are insane. It seems like he's lost some confidence, uh, but he is still a quarterback that's capable of willing his team to victory, which he did last night, and he almost did against Baltimore. And I just don't think Andy Dalton's ever been that quarterback. I mean, what was what was the line on Dalton when he stepped into the starting lineup? It was like, well, with this supporting cast, he could be pretty good. Carson Wentz hasn't had a supporting cast since 2017. Like, he's, it's a mash unit up there, and he still finds ways to piece, you know, Competent effort together, so it's it's Carson. In in three years, though,
3: who do you think it'll be?
2: You mean when Dak's back?
4: D- Dak, Prescott. Well, Dak Prescott, Prescott. I mean, no it's doubt. Dak yeah. right now if he's
2: healthy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, here's in three the deal. years though. I still think it's Dak Prescott. You, you are you assuming Dak won't be here? Is that what you say that? No, Dak will okay. probably. No, okay. I
3: mean, he'll probably be here. But I mean, do you think Daniel Jones will be up there? I, I, honestly, I think I mean, Daniel, 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 he, he Daniel be Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a really three good three quarterback,
2: years. and the only reason, the only reason. I'm not putting him ahead of Carson Wentz right now is because of the factor that Dave threw in, which is he's not able to will his team to win like Carson Wentz is. But I'll say this. If you watched that game last night, there was some absolutely dumb throws that Carson Wentz made. There was one that was the interception where I don't know who exactly he was throwing it to (laughs) and why he thought that was going to be a completion. And then the other one where he's scrambling out of pocket, he goes back probably 20, 30 yards, and then runs forward and throws opposite field. Should have been intercepted. I mean, oh, yeah. he does that kind of stuff where you're like, "What? what is this guy seeing? What is he thinking? So I don't think Carson Wentz is a – right now he's not playing like a good quarterback. To me, he's playing like an extremely average quarterback and at moments erring on the side of of, of being a bad quarterback. But that's what you got in this division right now. <laughs> Nobody's better than him right now, I guess, is the hey, problem.
3: If, if If Jones takes it to the house and doesn't get oh, tripped gosh. over the 18-yard line or whatever – I think there's a different opinion about Maybe. him all the way because it's like, man, that guy just took it 88 yeah. yards, and now instead it's like, nah, he's not, he's not athletic. He trips and falls. He just that ran out of gas. Crazy- I don't uh, think I've I, ever I, seen
2: anything like that before. I mean,
4: go ahead, Dave. They still scored on that drive. You're right,
3: Nick. Like, if
4: if Evan Ingram just catches, I mean, that was a beautifully thrown yeah. ball. Yeah. If he's Evan Ingram just catches quarterback.
2: it. quarterback?
3: But. He ain't bad. I don't. I, I, I just said that about Daniel Jones. He's going to be pretty good, yeah. and, and Barkley and those guys get there, you know, with their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. I mean, they're going to be good. But um, I think that Dak. I mean, I still think Dak is, is the best quarterback. He, he will be, but I, you can't sleep on him. I mean, I yeah. think Daniel Jones is going to be good.
2: I think it's a real possibility in three years, like you say, that Carson Wentz will be the third best quarterback in the NFC. So I I totally think that's a possibility. They'll move on before that about that all right let's get our predictions real quick before we end the show let's start first with dave dave give me your prediction for this weekend
4: i don't remember the last time i hated picking a game this much um, <laughs> I, I really I, I know i'm so serious i, I hate it um, i don't trust the cowboys i don't want to pick them to win they don't deserve to be picked to win um, but i still like you look at it on paper and you say like ah, I, I still think the cowboys are a better team except the one big caveat that the thing that the that Washington does the best is rush the passer and that's that's going to be a huge problem for this offensive line and i just think i think it's going to be a sucky ugly game i think the score is going to be something awful like 18 to 16 like a whole bunch of field goals maybe a missed two point conversion somewhere in there um and I'll just I'll take the Cowboys very reluctantly but I'm not going to be surprised if I regret that on Sunday. All right, Amber.
5: I know I've said this before, but I mean it this time. <laughs> I'm serious. If the Cowboys lose to Washington, <laughs> that is it. Next week I'm picking the Eagles and then I'm picking Pittsburgh. I'm picking the opponent for the rest of the year. I'm serious. So, so we don't have to come to you. Just said, know,
2: we'll just know going in who Amber's picking. Like, we don't have to yeah, ask. Yeah, right.
5: Yeah. Don't even, yeah, don't right. even bother asking me. <laughs>
2: okay.
5: <laughs> okay. I, I won't take it as far as the whole season, but at least next week, I'm definitely picking the <laughs> Eagles if the Cowboys lose this weekend. Now, um, I, I, just to say something, I'm going to say 2017. I Like Dave said, I absolutely don't trust the Cowboys whatsoever. But because it is against Washington, I'm just going to go ahead and say Cowboys win.
3: All right. Nick. Yeah. I mean, neither team deserves to be picked. I mean, but uh, what I keep thinking is is Washington break over there, you know, that they do every every day for 45 <laughs> minutes. There's no way you can pick their team to win. There's no way you can be like, well, they're going to win. They're going to You just – they don't deserve to be picked. Neither do the Cowboys. I, I agree with both of them. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be – I, I picked that earlier too. 20-19 to 19 is, is my pick. I think, I think the, uh, the odds makers have it as a one-point favorite for the Cowboys, and that's all they get from me. I'm going to say 20-19 because Washington missed an extra point or something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the vote of confidence isn't good, but you shouldn't because the, really this team's only played one game. And they got beat 38-10 to to the Cardinals. That's that's why we're all so reluctant. None of this that we've seen before even matters. It's one game that they put on tape, and the tape should be burned.
2: And that's the point. Right now, I want to see how Andy Dalton and this offense responds because if I see what I saw last week, then my expectation for the rest of the season is that this is going to be just a— as Amber called it yesterday, a show. Sure. This is not going to be great, right? Um, it, so I, I, I do think I do think, though, that I want to give a little more deference. To the Cowboys just because I think Washington's offense is worse than Dallas's defense. That says a lot, but I really do believe yeah. that. And so I think at the end of the day, that's the difference. I think the Cowboys get a win 16-13. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring. Hmm. Everybody, make sure you got lots of food and drink because you're going to need to entertain yourself at moments during this game. But I do think the Cowboys get a win 16-13, and we'll be back here on Monday to tell you if we were right or wrong and what happened and what went right and what went wrong for the Dallas Cowboys. Till then, for Nick and Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
5: about this,
1: Cowboys? Yeah!